The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. You're listening to Real People of Orange County, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. This show is a fun and informative look inside the lives of Orange County's best and brightest. These are people who serve their community in a meaningful capacity on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Hello, this is Real People of Orange County, and I'm Heather. Hi, Heather. I'm Kimberly. Thank you for coming. (laughs) I'm your I'm your hostess, Kimberly yeah. Martin. KCI. And uh, well, so today, I mean, well, first Hi, of KCI. all, I'm I'm supposed to be talking to Heather, but she's answering the phone for me, and it's really oh, okay. yeah, it's really quite cool. We're gonna patch in today a few of my friends, and we're gonna talk about holiday traditions. But before I get to my holiday traditions, I want to hear a little bit about Heather and what crazy nonsense she got herself into over the holiday. Crazy nonsense. Well, um, crazy nonsense. Well, because uh, it's been two weeks since I've been here, right? I took Christmas off, right? Yes, you did. Oh, thank you. I, I only get to do that because of you. Yeah. Well, the the crazy things that it used to be not crazy. It used to holiday time used to be really awesome, and it used to be a time where um, we would go up and see our relatives and our two grandmas in Fresno and Lodi, and it was it was a really great time. And then in recent years, as everybody's gotten older. I had one cousin with a substance abuse issue, and then uh, it was either jail or the army, so he joined the army, so he's off in Germany most of the time, or um, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, where I forgot what military base is down there, but one of the big ones is down there. And so um, the part the families kind of got split apart, and then so, so... They don't get together as much? Yeah, well, it's only our nuclear family, if anything, and so our parent, my parents actually drove from Colorado to here to spend time with us, and so they... Oh, that was nice. Eh, no. <laughs> the, 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 we won't go into the whole family dynamics for Heather, but I, I at least they made the effort to come all this way. Well, the the best part was when my mom said, basically what happened was uh, I got unemployment. It was only $600 a month. That's how much my parents and my brother were demanding me pay at the new place in Anaheim every month. Right. I said, no way. I can't afford $600 a month. That's my entire, you know, right. severance package, quote unquote. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, I left and I went to George's house. Then it flooded, and right. then I didn't have a place to go. And then my brother didn't want me back. Right. And so um, my mom at Disneyland says something to the effect of, "Well, I see Anaheim, or I'm sorry, I see that Huntington Beach is really working out well for you." And I'm like thinking to myself, "That was a fluke. I got really lucky. A really nice couple from church took me in. Otherwise, I'd be at Motel Six or pushing a shopping cart or sleeping in my in my car. Right. And so it was just really insulting. And so it, it's just been little nips like that the entire... The entire uh, two weeks. The, well, they haven't been here two weeks. Oh. They, but but it's, it's close. And so it's just it's just dodging bullets, dodging emotional bullets. And that's kind of what, what this holiday, holiday was. What the holiday well, was. Well, you really took care of um, the KUCI DJ. So while everybody was away, you kind of took took 
took over and made the station run. Is that true? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I could not believe how many emails of people last minute just weren't able to come in. And, you know, many of you don't know out, don't necessarily know, but out there, um, you might be interested to know that KUCI is a 24 hour, uh, um, you know, every hour on the hour radio station where we have live programming. And it's really quite unique, I think, because we don't just pop tapes in and play them when we're, you know, taking a vacation. We have somebody, a volunteer, let's just put that out there, yeah. that comes in and mans this, this station uh, 24-7. Yep. And that was me. Yeah. So. And so I, I know a lot of people were really grateful to you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that was my holiday. And, and hopefully we'll have more of a... You know, I don't know what the word is. Norman Rockwell holiday that we used to have as as children that would have been that would be nice. I, I think but. once you stop believing in Santa Claus, the jig is up. And well, st- my parents never told me about Santa Claus. Oh no! They they, <laughs> they didn't want to lie to me. And then you know, that's, well, I that's understand nice. that value because I'm I'm in a bit of a conundrum myself. I this is the first year where I I really didn't have wasn't teeming with the Christmas spirit. I didn't. My parents were going to be gone. My grandma, whom I'm always with, was going to be gone. And I was just like, huh, how am I going to pull this rabbit out of a hat this time? I don't have a lot of energy. I um, I did too much leading up to the holidays. I didn't reserve any energy for yeah. my usual traditions this year. And so I was I was pretty tired. But um, but but one of the things I told my husband is, do you think it would be appropriate if we leaked the story of about Santa to our youngest so that we can get on with the show and go away for the holiday next year. Because that's the one thing, you know, you're pretty tied to that home and to that tree while your young children believe. And and it is, it's, it's, I, I don't know how I'm going to break it to her. I'm going to be so sad for her when yeah. she figures it out. Well, you know, I, they never told me in the first place, so I never had that emotional problem. You didn't have, yeah, that that's, conundrum. Yeah, that's of lying <laughs> profusely to your children about some really crazy stuff when you break it down. Yeah, that's um, that's one emotional scar I don't have, fortunately. <laughs> one so. of the one of the few, right? Yeah, one of the few, exactly. <laughs> well, it looks like our callers are coming in, and I'm happy about it because I I coalesced okay. a couple friends yeah, together today. And we are, well, one of the things I really wanted to talk about, and I think it was because I had such a difficult time this season pulling the Christmas spirit out um, out of my, you know, out of my garage. And That's lugging, a way to say it. Lugging it up the stairs and trying to make merry in the house. I really, I, it really caused me to reflect a little bit about holiday traditions, which ones are mine, um, how they're tied to the people I love in my life, and... So today with me, I have on the phone, I have two of my, my dear friends, um, Taya and Jackie are going to be on the phone with us. And they're um, well, you girls, I'm going to introduce you one by one. You pipe in when, whenever you want. But um, let me introduce you to Heather and let me introduce you to KUCI. So do we have both of you on the line? Yeah, we do. <clears throat> yes. Oh, yes, okay. Hi, Kimberly. Hi. Hi. Okay. That's Taya. And who else? We have Jackie as well. Hello, I'm here. Hi, thank you for coming on the air and being willing to share um, some crazy, some crazy time with us this hour, and letting us know a little bit about how we've all together shared holiday traditions, but also some of the ones that you hold dear for your own families and for your own time. Um, tell me, okay, well, let's start out maybe just discussing what one of our favorite ones is. I think for me. The ones that I share with with you guys, you gals, and your families. We are all moms in the thick of it, raising our children. 
half of our family believes in Santa Claus and half of our kids don't. So we're always walking that very thin line. And um, one of the favorite things that we do is we would go to a very festive place as group families and have hot cocoa with the kids and um, try to do something fun to get in the holiday spirit early in the season. So um, that's one of the things that we have been doing as a group. Uh, Jackie's family. Jackie, you have three children. Taya has, well, Taya has a lot of kids too, but uh, two that you're raising right now. And we have three, um, and sometimes we have five, <laughs> depending on who shows up for the holiday. So, ladies, um, do you know which tradition I'm referring to? Our our little Santa story time tradition that we've been doing for the last several years. Yes. Absolutely. Well, it, it was. It was a beautiful tradition until you ran into Santa Claus at McDonald's in the drive through and kind of threw our family, your family for a loop. <laughs> or maybe I, it was Randy. I was going to say, I don't remember that story. Um, what was that story? Well, well we used to, we, I, I think what you're talking about, we would all go to the Ritz-Carlton, and it was just lovely. They did this lovely Santa Claus um, story time in front of the fireplace, and it was just so warm and festive, and the adults got to go have a beverage at the bar while the kids sipped hot chocolate and had fresh-baked cookies, and it was really beautiful, but... As most traditions, your expectation gets so high, and then kids get older, and then, you know, all of a sudden the hotel decides to change their room location, and it really throws everything for a loop. So well, um, it, it, I think last year it was so different because they, they didn't have the real fireplace. It was, a, it was a projected image on a wall, and then one of our <laughs> ended up doing driving through McDonald's afterwards, and, and there was kind of a different Santa Claus that they saw rip off his beard and order a Big Mac. Oh, my <laughs> so, gosh, that's so terrible. So well, the kids were traumatized. But anyhow, um, I think that's probably the one you were talking about. Well, that is one of them. I mean, one of the things that's nice to have both of these ladies on the phone is we've managed to amass quite a few traditions, not just Christmas holiday traditions. But we lived in the same neighborhood and share a park. And because of that park, we were able to plan and gather a lot of festive events with families, um, you know, for Easter and for Christmas and for Thanksgiving. And we're going to talk about some of those traditions. But uh, this Ritz-Carlton one is really funny to me because it, it just goes to show you how you can have tradition, but sometimes outside forces really align against you. Um, my husband and I got married at the Ritz-Carlton. So one of our favorite things to do early in the month of December when our anniversary um, happens is take the kids to the Ritz-Carlton, dress them all up in fancy fare, and like we said, do the story time with Santa, but show them where Mommy and Daddy got married and then take our holiday Christmas photo underneath their beautiful hearth, and then that would be our Christmas card. Do you remember those days when we would take our family photos there? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yep. They have that festive banister, and um, they just they decorated to the nines. Well, they've done some kind of renovations over there, and they have completely changed the decorations. I think they've decided to make their oh well. The I probably the main attraction was the life size gingerbread house. Right, right. And that, you know what I remember, and what's in my my ongoing Christmas photos that we acquire every year, and we put them up on our plasma when everybody's over, is at your house, Taya. When we would have, you know, somebody dressed as Santa coming to your house. Yeah, that was a really cute tradition. And we had several of those pictures coming up this year of the kids from years past when they were younger sitting on Santa's lap, whether it was Keith or Carl or <laughs> whoever it was dressing up. 
I thought those were the best holiday parties. Oh, they, at your they, house, they were spectacular. Oh, thank you. That was that was really fun. I do. I remember we started off, and this was interesting, Kimberly. We were talking a little before about how I worked full time up until I had my second child, and then my husband and I made a conscious decision to have one of us stay home because we had these crazy travel schedules and a nanny, and it was just all too much. So we decided um, to downscale our lifestyle and have one of us stay home. So lucky me, that got to be me. And I really had to make a concerted effort because I was such a career person to actively seek out and start traditions, whether it be meeting at the park or, um, you know, having kids over to the house. And it is kind of interesting how you really set it when your kids are little. And I'm so grateful that I did have that time to do that because it was fun. But, But it did start as the kids just came over and we said, well, how about, you know, being a new mom, how about all the kids bring a little toy and we'll have them buy anything new. Just have them bring a toy because they won't know the difference. Well, I don't know if you remember, but that one didn't go over so well because the kids all had their favorite, you know, their mom brought their toys and then tried to get them to give them away. And it turned into this big, like, crying match (laughs) because... All the kids were like grabbing each other's toys back, and then it was. <laughs> how old? Well, how old were they about that time? Oh, I want to say maybe two and three. You know, around oh, very little. Oh my gosh! So, so you know, note to self: don't don't do gift exchanges with two with and three-year-olds. Two year olds. <laughs> we did start then a tradition where instead of the kids giving each other, they went to Orangewood Children's Home, and that was so fun because. One of the girls in the neighborhood, one of the ladies, made a huge Santa bag, and um, we would just stuff it with toys, and then our family would take it every year and go up to Orangewood Children's Home and drop them off. And it was so neat for the kids to watch, walk in there and see, you know, what it was, what it was like, and just realizing there were kids there that didn't have a family, and um, so that was that made it really special. And it, and it, but it's hard. Traditions just, you know, that you, you want to keep it going, but kids get older. And then, you know, so I think it does become more about the people you spend the time with as much as it is exactly what you do. Like, what, Kimberly, you planned for us this year. That's right. We had to we had to uproot ourselves from the Ritz-Carlton and find a new location because they just they, – they really kind of sunk to a new low when they projected the fireplace image <laughs> on a – it was a basement. It was a basement location, too. It wasn't even in the main part of the hotel. They try, just were trying to squirrel us off away from the main corridor of the hotel. <clears throat> and it was, it, was pretty, it was pretty drab, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't its normal, um, and they might have changed it this year. I'm not sure, but well, do you think they missed us? <laughs> I'm they, sure they did. Do they even know we weren't there? I I don't know. I mean, maybe we should write a letter and tell them what our new tradition is. Well, I think I think too though. What happened is our kids got older. You know, to the I mean, the Ritz is still a lovely property. So, but I do think the kids get older too, and it turned into this side you know, location that is their kids' club room now, and just the whole concept of it changed. And I think somebody must have made that executive decision without realizing the local tradition that had been created. Right, right. Well, this year, our kids being a little older, um, Santa not being the biggest component for most of them now because they are older, um, we went out to the Riverside Mission Inn and had an early dinner and actually, we took over an entire restaurant, which was was certainly not planned. But it, the way we 
ended up choosing the day was a Monday. And so it was, it was catered to us or have no dinner because <laughs> we had a group of about 30 people and we went out there and we ice skated and had a, had a really nice dinner um, alongside the ice skating rink and then enjoyed the beautiful festival of lights that they hold out there. I think this was their 20th year, um, their 20th year for the festival of lights. They had an anniversary this year out there. And that wasn't your, was that your first time out there for the holidays, Taya? Yes, I'd never, I'd never been to Riverside, period, other than driving through. Oh, and, but Jackie, you've been out there before, right? Yes, I've been out there because my aunt lives there and we've been to the Mission Inn before. And that's why I enjoyed going back and, you know, starting to have that tradition with you guys because I think it's going to be a good one. I think that's, that can be a long lasting one. It's just a very festive, fun, and, it definitely got me in the mood for Christmas this year. It it really really helped. Um, how many years, Taya, did you host Santa in in the home where the kids got to sit on his lap? How many years did that take place? Oh, Jackie, what do you think? Maybe about eight years, probably. Yes, I mean it was a long time. I actually have a slideshow that I was saying we do at Christmas on Christmas Day. And my pictures were going back to Bryce being real little. And then Jessica and even Sierra got in on the whole thing. And so that's three kids. Spanning three children. Through the party. So, yeah, I would say it had to be around eight years. I think so. Yeah, that was was me. And what we would do, we'd have a um, volunteer dad from the neighborhood. And we'd always at the last minute be drumming up a Santa outfit. (laughs) And then the kids would slowly start figuring out that it was one of the dads from the neighborhood. So we would say that Santa had selected a helper for every neighborhood and that this year his lucky helper was Mr. David or Mr. Oh, is that how we got around that? Uh I don't know that I ever knew that. I do remember, though, when the kids started figuring out that it was Mr. David. Right. right. Isn't that funny? Well, probably starting with his own son. (laughs) Hey, that's my dad. Yes. Yes. And the cute thing is Mr. David, he came to my house last year because Sierra's birthday, my third, is December 20th. So we had a Christmas birthday party for Sierra last year, and she had about 12 of her little five-year-old friends at the time here. And Carl shows up in his Santa outfit and his special sleigh bell, and he was he came and said ho ho and Merry Christmas to the girls and they you've never seen such an excited group uh-huh. of kids and Sierra didn't really know Carl because she doesn't really remember him too much from a baby so she just thought he was really Santa and all the girls did and they were screaming and crying and they were so excited oh my gosh so how neat. Really did you get special. that on video you know, I we might have it. I know we have a lot of pictures, but I, you know, it happened so quickly that I don't. I just don't know that we even got video. To tell you the truth, he's so perfect and jolly, and I bet it was really good for him to be able to don that suit again, and keep that tradition a little bit even for himself because. It, oh, I think he enjoyed it as much as the kids did, and it's still something. A year later, Sierra still talks about it, and her friends still talk about it. Oh, that is really special. Well, one of the things that I've noticed happening is that some of the traditions slip away without us really even being able to control it. Have um, Have you had some traditions that you've done that just don't fit anymore in the family? I can think of a couple. Can you guys think of a couple? 
Yeah, sitting on Santa's lap. <laughs> yeah, you better not be doing that anymore. Well, for us this year, what we typically do is we typically uh, go through Nellie Gill every year and look at Christmas lights. And we just, we get so busy. Like this year is one year that we didn't get to do that because now, just we just for got the, way too busy. For the listeners, Nellie Gale is a beautiful um, ranch-style neighborhood in South Orange County where they have the rolling hills and the horse trails and the, um, the white fences that the, uh, that the horses ride along. But the, um, it's one of our local spots where the neighborhood really spends a great deal of time putting together some beautiful, spectacular light displays. And for all the surrounding neighborhoods, they pile their kids in the car and drive through. Um, so you didn't make it this year, huh? Yeah, this year we didn't, but there's still time before New Year's. But that's something we typically would do at least a couple of times um, before Christmas. But this year we just didn't get around to it. And I think, you know, as your kids get older, you're very committed and very pulled in many different directions. You don't have as much downtime like when they're younger. Um, You have just more obligations. So. Um, it just is one of those traditions that we have in our family that we all talk about that we want to do, and then, you know, sometimes you just can't get around to it. So it's funny that you say that the the kids talk about it. I have a tradition that I've been doing for years that not one of my children asked me about this year, and I was stunned by it. I was frankly very happy because, as I was explaining to you earlier about the inertia that I was having, um, nobody asked me to put up my Christmas village. Do you guys remember my Christmas village? Yes, of course. Yes. It's always this elaborate little, you know, English country town and um, lights and, you know, people skating and all sorts of fun stuff, trains, waterfalls up on this little ski slope. And not one of my children asked me about the village this year. Isn't that strange? That is strange. Well, it's funny you guys should mention, well, both Nellie Gale and the village because um, I had a little bit different this year. My, my mom passed away, both of you know, in October, so... We had her memorial the day before Thanksgiving, and it kind of got me in this place of, okay, I want to, I just want to be home, and I want to be cozy, and I want to have Christmas, and, you know, so I, we came back, and we decorated and got everything done, you know, early, and then there were these traditions that I thought, okay, this year I'm doing the traditions, because a couple of years past, it's just been a crazy couple of years, and I've missed a few, and so, but Nellie Gale was one of them, so I said, okay, we're going to go drive through, and... But I had forgotten that we go to the pizza place, to Upper Crust Pizza, and get our pizza, and then we eat it in the car and drive through. <laughs> it's so really I precise. I my 13-year-old all up because that funny he how precise would it not is? go do it because I had, I had made dinner and then gone to do it, and he just would not go to do the lights because we weren't going to go do pizza. It had to be getting pizza, and then go, so we had to go a whole nother night, you know, <laughs> and, and redo the whole <laughs> But when we did go, we found this house. Kimberly, you may remember, it's it's um, the Blund family, and I guess he's on our Laguna Niguel Council, I believe now, but just an amazing man, and he does this whole um, radio station in sync with the Christmas lights. Right. And so this year, that new song, Call Me Maybe, um, he had going to the Christmas lights, and there was a girl dancing in Christmas lights, you know. Out front. On the house. Well, it was but, like a, a light show, right? Yeah, and and then he opens his house up now. So next year we all need to do this together again. And you could go in the house, and he served, like, these funnel cakes and um, cider, and, you, and they had many houses. Like, you would not believe, Kimberly, it was every 
kind of house, and she hand-carved all of the styrofoam behind all these little houses. And it was just a really neat experience. And we ran into our friend Mark, the chef from um, uh, Savannah Chop House, you know, oh, that yeah. we event with. And he's, yeah. um, anyway, so it was just a really fun, neat um, tradition that you have to pick back up next year, Jackie. But it has to be done Definitely. with upper crust pizza in I- the uh, I guess I love I love how if it wasn't for the children we probably wouldn't keep all of the traditions. We'd let them go. Did I lose my mic? No, you didn't lose it. Oh. I I was just thinking 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 real fast that you know if you didn't have children, I mean, what would you do for Christmas essentially? You mean if you don't have kids, well, yeah. you'd have your own traditions. You would find things that give you comfort and get you in the Christmas spirit. So basically, watching TV alone, or I mean, what would you what would you do without? Well, I had, you know, I mean, I was single up until I was 30. So I'm not, I wasn't the earliest gal to have a family. So I took a while to get there. Um, I actually think we're probably all in that same boat. Aren't we all about the same age Mm -hmm. when we started having kids? Mm -hmm. So for me, that's, that amounted to being about 12 years single as an adult before I, you know, while I was, you know, out on my own. And one of my favorite traditions was I would get together with this one group of girls and we would go to the Ritz restaurant in Newport Beach. Isn't that restaurant also gone? I mean, I can't believe how many of our favorite places are just gone, gone. And that would be the one time a year I'd have caviar. I I won't say it closed. I can't remember. But um, Heather's going to look it up online for us. But so that was a tradition. Probably one of my favorite traditions is going to see the Newport Harbor Boat Parade every year. Right. I mean, actually, if I were to sit down and make a list of them, I actually have quite a few. I bet you gals do, too. Yeah, the Newport Beach Parade is one of mine. We do that every year. We did that even before having kids. But the hard part is once you do have kids, sometimes that gets to be a tough tradition because it's cold out and parking and all that stuff. A lot so of walking. This year... Yes, a lot of walking. So this year, just with the busy schedule, um, we didn't take the kids. I ended up going to more of an adult party um, where I was able to see the boat parade, but haven't yet taken the kids. So that's another one we have to try to get in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, next year. I heard it was really good this year. And apologies to the Ritz restaurant. They are still there. Oh, yeah. I wonder what made me think they weren't open. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, it must have heard a nasty rumor that they were going out of business or something. But yeah, change their ownership, maybe. I don't know. They they decorate in a very festive way. And, yeah, it looks like um, it. And it's it's it was decorated like an old men's club. That was the tradition that it was decorated. Judging in by the photos I'm looking at, I think that's a very apt description. Oh, okay, there yeah. you go. <laughs> well, that was always a fun place to go because um, because of the decorations. It was a lot like the way the Ritz Carlton used to be in their decorations. But the boat parade, boy, that is that one really was hit hard this year because there weren't as many boats in the parade. There was some somewhat of a controversy over. Um, docking pe- fees, docking fees, and docking fees. it caused everybody not to want, or some many people to boycott. And I went on the first night of the boat parade. We have a tradition where we share um, the evening with a family that lives on the island, and they have a few friends over. It's a small gathering, and we have you know a little festive um, cheer with each other, and then we walk down and walk the harbor. But um, but this year there were very few boats. Did anybody notice that there were fewer boats this year than before? Definitely fewer this year. Mm. Um, yes. 
Well, I have to thank Taya for getting me in the Christmas spirit this year because I was having some difficulty. And at the right time, when inertia was hitting an all-time high, um, she swooped down with her lovely family and came over and dug my Christmas tree out of my garage for me. (laughs) Said, we're going to decorate, we're going to put it up, and that's just how it's going to be for you this year. Well, it's funny because, Jackie, do you remember we were actually talking I think it was that week before I went up there, and I just was thinking I could feel from a distance that your Christmas spirit wasn't there. <laughs> and and I was saying to Jackie, we somehow need to get up there and get that tree out for her because I don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> so yes, and I don't know where I was, probably digging mine out at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> we did, but then it was the big um, trauma of trying to figure out the lights and all of that, but I think it worked out in the end. So well, logistically, it's a much bigger project than people think at first, but I, I probably tend to overcomplicate things. You know, I make a very, I'm, I actually put up three trees <laughs> instead of just one. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. How big of a house do you have? Well, it's it's big enough that you, you would need to have a couple trees just so that you can feel the holiday spirit. You wouldn't want to just decorate one room. So um, as, as you move throughout the, um, the area, you want to be able to see Christmas everywhere. Yeah. And I think I finally finished yesterday putting everything up. And, and now you have and, to and take, it take it all down. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I, I have a holiday tradition of not really taking my Christmas tree down until sometime in February. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's just in time for the Valentine's Day party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of tradition, um, are you doing your Valentine's Day party this year? <laughs> you know, I'm so glad you asked that. I'm feeling, you know, Clayce and I just got back from Italy and spent, you know, three wonderful days in Venice. And you know what I think I want to do this year is a masquerade ball. Oh, that'd be fun. So are you willing to come in costume? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jackie? <laughs> I will come in any way you want me. <laughs> in whatever the invitation requests, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. We might scale it back a little bit, but um, just because I, I wasn't able to fit but maybe 15 masquerade masks in my um, suitcase. So we'll have to see who. I know Holly has a few masquerade masks, so she would be able to that would be fun. contribute. But we'd all come, come dressed uh, Venice style. Um, well, well, speaking of Venice. Real quick, my grandmother, talking about Italy, one of the traditions, we were talking about Christmas traditions, she's Italian from Sicily, and we used to always have seafood pasta on Christmas Eve. That was just her tradition. Seafood pasta. That is one thing that I have carried through all the way since, you know, my whole upbringing and since my kids were born. And that's our family tradition on Christmas Eve to have our seafood pasta that we only have once a year. (laughs) That's funny. Why do you only have it once a year? I don't know, because I just don't go through the effort to make it all during Mm -hmm. the year. And it is, it tends to get a little expensive with all the seafood you get. Um, I could make it during the year. I just, for some reason, I only really crave it. Christmas Eve. <laughs> um, so how do you make it? What do you do? Well, I make the homemade sauce from scratch, and um, then I just simmer. I actually saute some of the shrimp and scallops in some garlic butter sauce before I put that in the sauce at the end. But some of the other, like the crab meat, um, some lobster, I, I put that, I simmer it in a lot during the day. And oh, then you wow. just 
season it, and so it usually takes about, I don't know, six to eight hours to simmer and, and cook through the day, and you just keep checking on it, but it ends up turning out really well. I don't have a set recipe just like my grandmother didn't. I just watched her, and then you do it by taste, and so that's how I cook the pasta, so I don't have any anything in writing, but I just do it every year, and the family looks forward to it, and if I ever say, oh, I don't know if I'll do it this year, everybody, oh, my gosh, we have to have, the, you know, our pasta. You get a lot so of protests then. Yes, I get a lot of protests if we're not going to do it. So it's just one of those things that we just count on every year, and everybody knows we're having our seafood pasta. I, and the lo- children, I love that. What's that? I said I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's our family tradition. So everybody will come out of the woodwork for that one. And then the other thing is that our house growing up, it's probably similar to both of your houses too. Um, the main thing I always remember about Christmas is a ton of people, friends, family. We always had an open house. And so that's one thing I try to do too is Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. People know that there's an open invitation that they can come to my house and I'll have plenty of food. So families kind of come in and out, and it ends up to be exhausting and long <laughs> and fun, but um, always a great day and always something that my kids really enjoy. That was cr- what you do on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Both. Both days. Christmas oh, Eve, nice. People know when they're around, we're eating, they can come. And same with Christmas Day. It's just an open-door policy, so neighbors, friends, they're around, they come over, they say hello, they stay for a couple hours, they leave. So we have kind of that revolving door, and that's just how it was for us growing up, and I enjoy that it's a very full house oh, on I, these special I love holidays. That. I love that. You know, Taya, you started to tell me a little bit about a story very similar to that open door holiday about your upbringing in Aspen. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, my mom was always just a very free, open spirit, you know, about her. And she would invite people in that didn't have a place to go. And we rented rooms out to mainly college students who were wanting to come to Aspen and ski and work as waiters and waitresses and, you know, um, ski attendants on the mountain, et cetera. And so um, we would always have a full house of people just, you know, every day. That's how we live. We just grew up with people renting rooms in our house and lived right downtown Aspen, and it was close walking distance to the community church. So we would always on Thanksgiving, that's why we did her memorial the day before Thanksgiving because it was she just loved gathering people together, and we knew that would something she'd like as torturous as it was for some of all of us most of us getting family from all over the country to come and be together and all that um it was it was neat to still be able to have that and and so um in christmas time we would just all get together and she would go sing at church and so we'd be with these random people and (laughs) we would walk down to the community church and we'd always go to midnight mass and listen to her sing ave maria and this is your mom she would sing my mom, she was an opera singer, yeah. So oh, beautiful. She would just sing beautifully, and so um, that was really special, you know. But it was. the same thing, Jackie, just very open house. And so I enjoy that. And this year, you know, we were fortunate. We had a couple of neighbors invite us to stop by. Um, so we did. We had our Christmas, you know, meal, and then we went to the beach and got some wiggles out and then ended up um, stopping by. And one of our neighbors... Um, guys will know who um that he plays the guitar 
And so it's always fun for the kids because we get together with him, and he always ends up playing that Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Oh, that's <laughs> priceless. And the kids run in a circle around the house, and we've got everything from, I mean, they've been doing it since they were little. And this year we were there for Christmas um, dinner, and at the end of it I said, Greg, you haven't played your guitar. You haven't done the Grandma your Got Run Over. Your traditional song. Decided it wasn't too late, and so here's my 13-year-old chasing the little, you know, 5-year-old around, and then she's chasing him around, but all of them had equally amount of fun, and it was just so great. And they put on the little reindeer, you know, antlers, and and they all take turns being the reindeer and chasing whomever around, and it's just hysterical. I love that. I, I'm <laughs> making so quite a, an and elaborate list. And they all perform, list. and everybody does their own little performance, and, you know, it's just really cute and fun. So I think so that cute. that is the best part for me is, you know, having a house full of people, whether it be our house or someone else's house. How long does it take for you to recover from the holidays? Because, I mean, you do put a lot more work in during the holidays than you do in other times of the year. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, February. It. <laughs> <laughs> it takes until at least February, right? Right. I don't know. You know, it's the phase of life that we're all in, I think, is a little bit numbing because we're no matter what it is, it's always some kind of crazy chaos, and it seems to be that we find a way to fill if it's not the holidays, it's something else that we're preparing for. And I just think yes. that's the phase of life that we're in right now. I think you're right, Taya. But I think we should start a new tradition of Burke Williams after the holidays. <laughs> oh, yes. You know what? It's, it's a perfect time to start that tradition this week. Boy, that one's a good one. I was I just like gonna. Say, I, I was just gonna say that that mission in tradition would have more longevity if we tie it into a spa visit at their spa out there. That's nice they too. they well, have a nice day spa. We could, you know, convince each other's husbands that we need that gift certificate in our stocking for Christmas. Or of we course. could convince them that we need to do some advance work and prepare for the family's arrival and just go out a day early. Yeah, I'm sure we can come up with something. We could come up with all sorts of excuses why we we need that. Um, I, I was, okay, well, for one thing, is the beach a tradition for you? Do you do the beach every Christmas day? Is that something uh, you know, you've done traditionally or no? I think I, we usually do fit it in one way or another, yeah. And I try to just get down there and just get a little bit of fresh air and run around. Jackie, what about you? You have a couple surfers in, in the house. Yeah, you know what? It just ends up being such a busy day, Christmas Day. Um, it sounds so good when I hear going to the beach on Christmas to get out the wiggles. I wish I had done that because I end up just being home and, yeah, you relax a little bit, but I'm usually prepping food and playing with the kids and it just seems like the day goes so fast. So, no, we have not done that, although I would love to maybe do that sometime. It just ends up to be such a busy day for us. I, you know, people come at all different times, so it's really hard to plan to go out um, when right. well, we usually have such a revolving every other day. What's that? I said, it's, I bet you do the beach just about every other day. So Yeah, I like to. When I take my runs, I do love to go down there. I maybe take a beach run uh, maybe once a week, but then I do my regular loop um, maybe a few times a week. So, um, But I do love to do that. Um, and other than that, you know, Kimberly, I was thinking about other traditions 
And um, for us, we do Hanukkah as well. Oh, I love uh, that. Because my father was Jewish, and I grew up in an Italian Catholic home because my mother was Catholic, and then my dad remarried my stepmom, who is Catholic. Oh, and wow. so I always had both uh, religions. And so um, we actually honor, he passed years ago, but that's my way of remembering my dad and also teaching my children about religion and uh, part of their heritage as well. So uh, we usually celebrate a couple nights of Hanukkah, and then I explain to them what it's all about, and so they fully understand, and and we are more of a Christian-based family, and so it's just a good time to explain the meaning of Christmas and why we believe what we we believe, but we still honor our old traditions as well. So that's that's something we, we try to continue. I love that, and um, I, I love being stepping into both of both of the faiths too, because you really teach your children a lot about how how people celebrate all over the world. Um, it's it's just fascinating. I, it's funny because I have the same thing. I have um, the Catholic tradition in my family and the Jewish tradition also on another side of my family. So in last couple of years, my son was really curious about that aspect of our family. And so we got to delve into that a little bit and uh, light the candles with him and, and share in some information, um, exchange about Hanukkah, which was really fun. It'd be something I would love to see us continue at the holiday times. Um, you had like a tradition within a tradition. I love the Barnes and Noble story, Taya. Can you tell us that one? Oh, oh yeah, that that is fun. We um, go up to the Irvine Spectrum, and they have a huge Barnes and Noble there, several stories, and um, we just go and we'll sit and have hot cocoa or whatnot, and then draw each other's names. There's just the four of us, my two boys, my husband and I, and then we scatter, and it was kind of a fun way to teach the kids how to purchase gifts on their own and that kind of thing, too, and so everyone goes and picks out their gift on their own, and they have to go purchase it, and then they go get it wrapped because they always have the gift wrapping there. Um, so that was fun. But this year was a little bit different. Again, the traditions with a twist. Um, we started going there, and the boys said, can Justin and I just go by ourselves and go around the Irvine Spectrum, and you and Dad go have lunch or something, and then we'll all meet up after a few hours? Wow. <laughs> that is a fabulous idea. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so we did. So Mike and I went and had this lovely lunch, and the kids just took off and shopped all over, and then we it, we got this phone call because I had given them, I pre-purchased this gift card earlier in the year because you get an extra $10 bonus something if you did that. Right. Um, gift card. So... I thought, okay, I think Justin's pretty responsible. I'm going to give him the gift card. So he had it, but then he gave it to his younger brother. And we get this call, Dylan lost the gift card. Don't kill us. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, well, I guess you guys better find it then, you know. Um, So call us back when you find it and figure it out, you know. And, And so sure enough, about 15 minutes later, I call them, and they said, oh, yeah, we did find it. And so that was kind of neat. But... Then we all met up there a little bit later, and it got kind of crazy. So, of course, I ended up with all these gifts to go wrap, and somehow, because I didn't really see them all, but anyhow, I ended up wrapping. And apparently, I mixed a couple of the gifts up. So when Christmas Day came along, we went to pull our secret Santa gift. Um, my husband opened his, and it was uh, my my father and stepmother are very 
liberal, and so for a joke, we sent them the um, Bill O'Reilly <laughs> I love it. Um, book. And so Christmas morning, we oh, my husband goes and opens up this book, and it's the Bill O'Reilly book, and I thought, oh, Uh-oh. no. <laughs> you know? So sure enough, I sent my dad the nook that I bought my husband, and oh, no. my husband gave him the Bill O'Reilly book, so I just spent $120 on this gift for my dad that wasn't my that wasn't just supposed had a book to oh jeez. So, anyhow uh, we went yesterday that. and i just i thought i can't ask for my dad's present back now so i ended up giving buying him another nook but dad send back um, the nook and let me send you your gag gift <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so anyhow the the tradition went a little awry but um nonetheless it was a tradition and it was fun and of course my 13 year old once again made sure that we weren't going to miss that tradition so um, it is funny how the kids remember them, and we don't sometimes even realize um, when we were creating them what gets missed. So, Jackie, I know your seafood pasta will go on forever and your open house and, you know, Kimberly, all those <laughs> little things that we all do. Well, and, and your boutique. Yeah, our, oh, Jackie's Holiday Boutique. We're going to do a whole show about that. We've we've hinted about that here on the show before when um, I've been telling Heather what I've been up to you know, before each show. So we're going to get to devote some time to that. Um, is there ever a time where you can have too many traditions and you just feel overwhelmed, like you try to accomplish too much in that very condensed amount of time? I think yeah. every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, yeah. There's just so much to cram in um, every Christmas. You know what I'm finding? You you ladies probably feel the same way. It's just... Um, it's just so much more that you add every year as the kids get older because now they're creating, they have their own set ideas of what they want to start doing and how they feel, and, and it depends on how many children you have. Um, you get really sidetracked. So um, it becomes much more of a family um a family thing versus, oh, this is the one tradition I want to do or these are the two traditions I want to do, things really end up changing quite a bit over the years. And I'm just finding we have less and less time to really um, to, to spend. There's just not a lot of free time anymore. So we're just trying to embrace the busyness and just embrace, you know, right. all the different things that come up. And Sometimes some years come and you just might not be able to, to do many of your traditions. And other years come and you'll have more free time. And, you know, that's just the way it goes. And I'm just learning to just go with the flow. I'm watching my sister who has two grown girls, and now they both have boyfriends that they're very serious with. So oh, now wow. I see my sister get a little sad that, you, you know, she has to share these girls. And in my attitude and looking at her and her situation is, you know, you have to really go into these things with a very open mind. And whatever happens each year, you just embrace the best part of every experience and and not too much hang on to the past and not too much hang on to what you really wanted it to be. Just hang on to what is and maybe just embrace the new just creating something new. And as my relatives get older, like, I don't get to have as much time with, you know, my cousins and stuff as I used to because, you know, they have families and they have kids that they have to wipe up spills over because they have, you know, young kids at this point. So, yeah, family tradition does change. And and when you bring in boyfriends and wives and uh, grandkids and that kind of thing, 
And then you might have to adapt a new tradition because of those uh, the outsiders. Yeah, exactly. If you will. Yeah. yeah, or you get to try on try some on for size, so to speak. That life is about change, so it's not something where I would be complaining about it. But it's just something that you have to get used to. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's interesting you say that because I have a stepson that's very close with us, and he just got married last year, and we love his new family. So it's great that we get to do holiday things with them you know we don't it's not like they have to go there and then come here and so we try to do things together um, mainly Thanksgiving but but this year for Christmas they came down here for Christmas Eve and we had a great time but the boys were saying so when Matt and Brennan wake up in the morning and I said no Matt and Brennan aren't staying here this year um, because Matt's married now and they go to their own Christmas you know (laughs) But I was sitting next to Matt at church, and I looked at him, and I said, are you really never going to wake up and do Christmas morning with us again? (laughs) And I just got so sad. And he goes, well, I just can't promise that. I don't know. And I I just got, you know, it just hit me that, boy, you know, here's, there's, there goes one, and then the other two is going to happen. And again, I, it was still neat, the Christmas that we had with them, the time was very special, and it was short, but it was sweet, and we all had a great time, and then they went on their way. And that's, you know, I guess you know you're doing your job if that happens. It's so, so. true. And But what I find so fascinating is is I really try to pay attention when things are happening because I'm starting to notice how how things just fall away, how they slip away. Those traditions that we have, like, I, I mean, I know I made fun of it. You guys probably didn't hear me in the beginning, but I made a little fun about leaking leaking out the existence of Santa Claus in my house so I didn't have to carry on the charade anymore. But um, but the reality of it is, is I was really paying close attention this year to every little thing that happened because I don't know if this is going to be the year that my youngest won't will will cease to believe in Santa and I don't know what that will be like for her but just in case that is I just wanted to drink it all up because we don't we don't know what's going to slip away throughout the year because so much change happens and um you know it's one it's one really interesting way of measuring it is is how your holidays change throughout the years and you experienced that this year with with Matt being married and having his own home and probably wanting to wake up under his own Christmas tree from now on but what was neat, too, is that, uh, you know, all these years I've collected an ornament for him every year, and he used to just sort of like, okay, What the heck go. is this for, lady? <laughs> and this year, I, you know, we went to his home, and he had all the ornaments on his tree, and then I brought one special one that a neighbor that the Davids had given him when he was over in Iraq, um, and he was injured over there and came back, and they had this special um, Operation Iraqi Freedom 2003 um, Christmas ornament, this glass one that they got gotten in Germany. It was just the neatest thing, and I found it in our ornaments, and so I brought it up to their house this year, and I said, okay, I didn't think you'd be, you know, finally, you're married for over a year, you know? <laughs> and uh, you guys are a little settled. We won't so go into that. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give you this, you know, and and he just, it's... he goes, I really so appreciate all these things, like, you have no, I get it now, I have no idea, and they, so they do, so even though we may think the things aren't being appreciated. And, and I think one other story um, I added about tradition, Kimberly, I was mentioning when we were over in Dubai and Oman a couple of years ago, um, we were in Oman, I went to this gift shop, and they had these little camel, they looked like ornaments, and so I purchased them for the kids, and the lady said, oh, what are these for? And I said, well, it's a tradition in 
our family, I give the kids an ornament every year. And she said, oh, I didn't realize Americans had traditions. <laughs> and oh. I just thought that was so interesting. But, um, but you know, we really have lost a lot of that. So well, we as just haven't been a- as it is, I think, it, you know, it's important that we, you know, are a little bit of those wacky moms continuing to try to have as much tradition as possible. Well, and sometimes you never know what they're noticing. Um, we have these little, these little tiny gingerbread people that we put on the tree, and there's one my aunt gave me them a long time ago. There's one for each of the kids and my husband and I, and I put them on the tree every year, but I don't really think about it. I just put them on there. And this year, Sierra, who just turned six, said to me, Mommy, where's the gingerbread family? Aww. And I thought, oh, my goodness, because I didn't pull those out. I just, you know, got the basics up this year with the tree, and I wasn't even thinking about it. And I thought, oh, that's funny that I've never made an issue about the gingerbread family, but she remembered that those were not on the tree. <laughs> Boy, I love that. It didn't take long for her to, to, to set in her mind what her tradition was for every year. That's yeah. really, exactly. Really so, of wonderful. course, I dished them out. You know, I found them in the cupboards and pulled out some more boxes, and I found them, and I let her put them on the tree, and she was very happy. <laughs> that um, was complete for her. So, yeah, sometimes you don't even know even what they're noticing. Oh, right? I love that. You know, I think probably out of this discussion, the thing that I love the most and what's really meaningful to me is how many of my traditions are tied to your traditions because we've been doing them together for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, you know, I think, Taya, of the gingerbread house decorating that we've done in the parks where we've gotten to be able to do that together. I mean, a lot didn't happen this year that we normally do, but um, definitely high on my list is one of my favorites and high on the kids list as well. And then, of course, your actual real-life making of gingerbread dough and gingerbread cookies that um, that you do at your house. Taya's always the first one to do the baking in the group. She just whips out that cookie bowl and whips up something fabulous and gets us all in the mood that way. Um, well, it's, it's funny because I think as, um, you know, this has been an interesting year for me with my mom, you know, not here anymore and and you do realize i mean she has the dishes that she sent me the ornaments that she sent me the cookie cutters she sent me that you know we made gingerbread cookies when i was a kid we'd make the big huge ones and we'd go give just one big man to all our neighbors and such and and we were swedish so we did the saint lucia day and we would bake little things and hand them out and and put the light the real candles on our heads and do so all these kinds of things they may get changed a little bit, but they're all kind of in us, that tradition that we're somehow, whether it be the seafood pasta, and then as our parents pass on, that becomes our, you know, you appreciate it more. You know, those dishes every year, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I get them. There's so much Christmas. She always sent me all this Christmas stuff, you know, (laughs) and now I'm so grateful, and I, you know, put them out with such pride, and I just love my dishes, and, you know, it's just, so it Mm. is... That gave me the chills that you said that, Taya. That's so cute. That's sweet that you said that. And that is the whole meaning and the whole purpose of Mm -hmm. Christmas is just honoring family and friends and really just having that joy and that love. And all those years your mom was sending you all this stuff, you know, she had 
foresight and she had wisdom and she mm-hmm. knew she was sending you things that eventually you would use and love. And that's right. just something, a piece of her that now you have. That's, that's yeah, very touching. I, I don't think I could have wrapped up the show any better than what you just said, Jackie. You know, it's so true. Um, those that have come before us infuse in us, and now it's our job to infuse in our children um, that with which we hold dear and what we want to pass forth into the world. And and it's just been really beautiful reflecting on traditions with you ladies because I've been so blessed to share so many of them with you. And um, and then to hear how they've come about in your own families is really, really beautiful. I um, I just love it. And here it is two or three days after Christmas, and I finally I finally got my Christmas spirit back. <laughs> so I it's hard to believe it's over already. That's one of the weird things. I know, I know, and now and I my Christmas cards still aren't out yet. But that is a tradition for me: is to wait until the the calm after the storm, till I can sit down and be reflective, and um and write, you know. Those well, Christmas when you're off schedule, out. at least people aren't tired of reading Christmas cards. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that would be that's a good true. thing. Yeah. Ladies, I thank you so much, Taya and Jackie, for being here on the phone with us in the studio in spirit and um, and sharing the family traditions with us today. I've really enjoyed the show. Um, and if you're just tuning in, this is KUCI 88.9 FM here in Irvine. And we've just been talking to my dear friends. I'm your hostess, Kimberly Martin. And we've been talking to um, my friends, Jackie Maddox and Taya Page. And we've been sharing our holiday traditions. That some we've shared together as friends and others we've shared with our families. So ladies, thank you for being on the phone with us today. Thank you. That was fun, Kimberly. Thank you for having us. All right. Nice to meet you, Heather. Oh, yeah. Nice to meet you, too. (laughs) All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye. Up next is um, Counter Spin, and then we have Planetary Radio with Matt Kaplan. Yes, we do. And um, how did I do that time? I didn't, I didn't bungle it, did you, I? No, it was actually awesome. <laughs> hey, we're just just maybe taking off that little bit of pressure. I think it's my sultry lighting I have back in the studio that yeah. makes me work better. Yeah, that I too. I don't do well under harsh light. So. Well, I, I can't read very well under non-light. So when I'm doing my own PA show, everything is bright because you I'm have like, to see. I have to see. And so like, I can't see when I can't You just have need light. some reading glasses. No, I do not need reading glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for uh, talking today. Oh, and, no problem. Um, we will be up next with Counterspin.